0: What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk.
1: All right, what is going on? Welcome back to the show, Chaz and I's show. Thank you for being here, dude. Yeah,
0: man, I'm I'm excited to talk today. We're not going to do a traditional QA, we decided that we're just going to riff back and forth about a few topics that we've talked about in previous episodes that we don't usually get to go super in depth with because we always have to get back online with the questions. So I'm excited for this
1: episode. I've been looking forward to it for the last couple of weeks. I'm looking nervous for this dude. Not having a lot of <laughs> around it, not having like a, it very well planned out just makes me hella nervous, but I'm, I'm excited to do it too. It'll be fun.
0: I was, uh, I was the same way last night when we started talking and then we realized that's, that's what we were going to do. Like I got a little bit of anxiety as I was going to bed, like, what are we actually going to talk about? Cause you like, whenever you get on and you start talking with somebody, it's easier for me and you, right? Like if we get right. on and, and talk back and forth, cause we know each other, we've had conversation. We're good friends. Right. But like whenever I get on a podcast with somebody that I oh, don't know, dude. Ha- how's your anxiety when you do that?
1: I can't sleep the night before. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding you. Like I had, you know, who Austin current is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I saw that you brought him on.
1: So smart. And I, instead of this is like any it's getting better thank god because too many sleepless nights dude but absolutely like and honestly this is on me too if i don't plan it out if i have it super well planned out like i'm gonna ask this question this question this question this question and i have like the exact blueprint okay i'm good but otherwise like like that dude i could not sleep at all the night before i was just so nervous which i don't know why i didn't just put more time into the in the head whereas like this i feel a little bit better before but are you that same way
0: oh absolutely i remember so before i knew cody I asked him to come on my podcast, like just as a way to kind of get in the door with them. You know, I wanted to learn more about him, have a conversation with him. And the night before, could not sleep. Like, I'm just like, my whole body's kind of just like, I'm always a little bit cold. You always have to pee for some reason
1: because because
0: you're nervous. I remember like 20 minutes before going on the show with him, like my heart started pumping really fast. Um, my thoughts were just racing. So I went outside and like went for a walk around the block. And I came back in like five minutes before it was going kind of crazy. So like I had to sit down and like do a meditation, like to slow myself down and still, I I know I rushed through it, but yeah, I get that way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a nervous peer for sure, dude. Every, like every podcast like that, that I do where I'm like nervous, bring them on. I always have to cut off. Like, you know how you always talk like, again, like Austin, we're chatting for like 20 to 30 minutes after that. And dude was so just so wise, but I just had to pee so bad. I was just like, he was just dropping like all this life wisdom on me. I was like, "That's super. Bad. You're right, dude. You're right. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, this is really so helpful, and I so appreciate this. I got to pee so bad, dude. I gotta go.
0: Yeah, you did that uh last week or the week or last month or the month before when it's just everybody actually. Yeah. I a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's funny though. How um like. With Austin, he is a super knowledgeable dude. I've I've listened to a few of his podcasts. How how was that? I'm sure that was you haven't released it yet, have you?
1: It actually dropped yesterday. Oh, cool. So I'm cool. bumping it up to four times a week as of now.
0: How's that? That's gotta. Be, that's a lot. <laughs> uh,
1: honestly, I don't have it. <clears throat> I'm not sure yet. Like, this is literally the first week of it. So, like last week, I forgot that I needed an episode for this morning, so I had to record that last night after oh, cool. i got on my check-ins and whatnot so like doing that on my check-in day like as you know how check-in days are it's not ideal to like try to mm-hmm. squeeze other shit in there but now i know like yo okay i need to have this ready to go the week before i honestly don't think it'll be that much different because <clears throat> for my 90 day outcomes i'm just dropping two interviews a week right oh cool so well i mean kind of taking it back to this conversation about interviews like Cody was, because what I've said this with Cody, he's like, yeah, dude, interviews are so mindless. You just hop on there and talk. I was like, bro, that's not how it is for me at all. The hardest one kind, of like kind of like we just discussed, but still it's not like original content that I'm creating per se. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that it'll be that much different. Um, I'm just trying to, I really want to push the podcast for the rest of the year or for this 90 days anyways. So did you just set new, did you set new 90 day outcomes? I'm setting
0: them right now. Okay. So like this, I was supposed to have them done last week, but we ended up in California, a bunch of crazy stuff. So I didn't get them done, but I am setting them now working on those. Um, with that though, one thing I, I want to bring up is it's super cool for your 90 day, day outcomes. I, I want to talk about 90 day outcomes too and, and just the power in those. But like for you, you're setting an outcome with doing two interviews per week where we just talked about like, that's one of the things that makes you the most nervous to do. Like you're facing it right. head on. You know what I mean? Which is super cool and super commendable because for myself too, like when I find those things of resistance like that, I usually make excuses and find ways to ignore them. Like anybody that listens to my podcast, you'll see that I don't do a ton of interviews. Like it's a lot of solo episodes. It's talking with you, people that I'm comfortable with, bringing them on because it's comfortable, right? So like for you, you're facing it head on. And what's cool about that is it's going to make it so that it's no longer not necessarily a weakness, but like something that you don't like doing, it's going to make you more comfortable with it, which is just going to up-level you, turn you into a better coach, a better networker, all that kind of stuff, which is super cool.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate that. So for you, it sounds like this would be a good thing to address.
0: As far as doing the same?
1: Get, yeah, get more people on the show.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. That is supposed to be, um, that is going to be one of mine as well, but like still, I find myself being resistant towards doing it. You know what I mean? Like I I put it in, then I actually have to do it. And like the anxiety that that's going to bring for the next 90 days, it's like you have to face that to for hopefully after those 90 days, then like, it's not as big of a deal. Right. Like there's a huge resistance barrier there. You know what I mean? That that You go back and forth with it. It gets super important to again, have somebody there to help hold you accountable to that. Like with friends, like with you saying that to me, um, like with with Cody doing the same thing for me, which I know he's gonna like push me to do the same sort of thing. It's just important to have those people there to push you like in that direction to make you actually do it. Or it's probably like it's hard to do it yourself if you've never had to put yourself in that
1: position. Oh, absolutely that makes sense. Absolutely, dude. And I think that ninety day outcomes are such a powerful thing to get. I love taking people through the process of ninety day outcomes. Like a lot of my my mentor clients, I always do, and then a lot of my clients as well. I've done this with, and you do
0: it with your, your like nutrition and training clients.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If they, if we, if like the conversation Mm -hmm. goes that direction or like a lot of times we'll hear me talk about it on the podcast or something like that, just a powerful thing to like to have like these 90 day sprints where, okay, this is exactly what, because again, I I know like for me before I did 90 day outcomes for the first time and I had never had like that much clarity on like, okay, this is exactly what I want to do in the next three months, these are like every single week, these are the action I need to take to get there. And I think for, it's such a good, like, first, I feel like it's such a good lesson as far as like how to set goals and then actually like, okay, create the process around achieving that thing. I feel like it's a really good experience for most people, but also I feel like it just makes you realize how much more you can actually do in 90 days.
0: That's the crazy thing. I, the, my 90 days are just coming up. Now they just did come up.
1: And the goals that I set were
0: goals that I had had before that time for Mm -hmm. probably like six months, but you don't take them as serious. If it's not written down, if it's not something that you reverse engineer to get yourself to it. Right. And so like I was going at these same things for a six month time period. And as I put them down and turn it into a 90 day outcome that I was going to achieve and then set out the plan on how to achieve that. I got there in like, probably like, 60 to 70 days and it's just right. like wow i really put this process in place and it got me exactly to where i was trying to go but uh it, it's just powerful
1: sorry it was muted right no uh <laughs> i i agree dude and i feel like even like 90 day outcomes that i haven't fully achieved like i think because i've been what february 2019 was when i set my first round of them because that was right when we started the mentorship and i know for me like even ones I hadn't achieved then it's crazy to like see like like the other day I came across like my 2019 goals and it was like crazy to see like like stuff you'll write down and then you don't really even revisit it until like two years later it's like whoa like it's weird to see like how much more than even like like, damn I was really kind of thinking small then but like at the time that seemed like it was like massive goal that I was setting
0: absolutely I couldn't agree with that um (laughs) anymore, man. I think it's, it's super powerful. And for anybody listening to this right now, that's something that you can take tangibly and start incorporating. What's a goal that you have for yourself that scares you, makes you uncomfortable that you don't think you could potentially reach in 90 days, set a 90 day outcome for that and reverse engineer it. And just the power of doing that, putting it out, making a plan to achieve it, Put you, I think there's a, a stat out there. It's like, is it like 50 to 60 percent? You're 50 to 60 more percent times more likely to achieve a goal if you've written it down and like made a plan for it rather than just saying it.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. And that's, <clears throat> okay, I would make it, I would make a tracker for that too. Let's actually, do you want to just talk through the process of setting 90 day outcomes? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So basically, it's body being balanced business, which is, we talked about a good amount before on this show but i'm sure you talked about it on your show as well but basically we have these four quadrants of your life right body being which is basically your spirituality or we could say mindset <clears throat> balance which is your relationships and then business or your career right so within 90 day outcomes what we're doing is we're setting uh, like these outcomes that we want for 90 days of course so like okay in 90 days i want to do a photo shoot in 90 days i want to have a better relationship with my girlfriend and my wife i want to um have i want to be in a better place mentally and i want to whatever make x amount of money i want the podcast to have this many downloads and then we're looking at okay so to get there what specific things do i need to do every single week or in whatever like amount of time daily whatever to achieve this so it's just like like with weight loss like setting a goal of i'm gonna lose 50 pounds doesn't do shit for you to actually lose weight right but if you figure out okay these are my macros i need to hit every single day these are the steps that you need to hit every single day these are the body measurements that i'm gonna take this is how i'm gonna weigh myself to assess if i'm actually progressing or not then we have a lot more clear path for how we're gonna gonna get there so then with 90 day outcomes we'll set like okay, I'm going to do this X amount of times in this next 90 days. So like for me, like, okay, um, I'm going to take Katie out for a day outside of the house 12 times in the next 90 days. I'm going to do a float tank 12 times in the next 90 days. Um, different things like that. And that's really how we go about setting it. You like that's pretty comprehensive.
0: No, I think that's, that's spot on. And then like from there, just as you said, you have metrics that you track to get you to that, goal outcome. Like, so one for me, um, when I did my, actually the first time I ever did this was just 90 days ago. I finished my first 90 days just now, like I said. So one of mine was, um, alleviating anxiety and worry. And am I going to completely alleviate that ever? Probably not, but I can improve it. And so for me to improve that, what I set for myself was I needed to meditate for 900 minutes in the next 90 days, which is is a lot. It, it was a lot, but it was honestly, it was life changing. And so for that, what's important too, is if you're going to set an outcome, don't say, I think it's important to not say like, if it's for your nutrition or if like for me, it was for meditating, instead of saying, I'm going to meditate every single day, or I'm going to hit my macros perfectly every right. single day, set like a, a broader goal. Like I said, 900 minutes. So oh, that yeah. way, if I miss one day for whatever reason, which did happen a few times, I can make that up instead. It's not about being perfect. It's about being right. persistent, right? right. So it's, it's just making sure that you're not setting yourself up for failure before you begin, because are you honestly going to hit your macros every single day for the right. next 90 days? Some people might be able to do that. The majority of us are not going to. So right. it's just being realistic in how you're doing it and make, making sure that you're setting yourself up for success with how, with your measurements. I think that's key for a lot of people, because you can get over the top. Like there's programs like 75 hard. I think that that's an awesome program. I've personally never done it uh, myself. It's intriguing to do, but that's going to take, that's an every single day commitment, which is awesome. But again, I see people fall off of that over and over and over. Um,
1: So I don't know if I've seen, have you seen anybody that's completed 75 hard? I feel like I never see it's pretty rare. I've seen
0: one I watched one girl actually on TikTok. I kind of became friends with her over there and she just documented documented her whole 75 oh. hard journey. She it mm-hmm. was cool because she just started documenting it and like showing it and she grew with that a following over there of like 150,000. Like I started watching yeah. her at, at probably like her first couple hundred and she just documented her 75 hard challenge and cool. she completed the entire thing and grew a huge following. Now she's got like a thriving business just off of documented 75 hard which was crazy i know
1: cody smith is doing it
0: right now i bet he'll finish it i'll bet yeah see he's the type of guy that probably gonna finish it but cody's like super structured yeah to the t very very well
1: structured dude like won't even put it out there when he finishes probably
0: not yeah that yeah (laughs) he just does it for for just doing it. But yeah, I could definitely see a guy like him doing it again. He's very structured though. Like he comes from oh, yeah. the military, he's built strong businesses. He's, I can see him for sure. But, but yeah, bringing it back to the 90 day outcomes, it's, it's super important to set yourself up from success in the beginning, just like we do with nutrition and training with clients. You don't right. have to necessarily be perfect and change everything up front, but just find some habits, set some trackers on those habits to make sure that you are progressing over time and find some accountability inside of that. And and you'll get way further than you ever thought that you could.
1: 100%. I couldn't agree more, man. Um, so as far as the meditating for you, is that something you're going to continue? I've, absolutely.
0: That's something that has been a huge game changer for me, man. Like with having anxiety, the biggest thing, like as I get a little bit older and I, I try to, inst- I used to always get mad about having it. So you know, I just, it. yeah, just get irritated about having it. And I still do obviously, but like, I try to understand what it is more than anything at this point. And if you look at it, all the anxiety is just, it's you trying to control something that's out of your control right. in the future. You know what I mean? Right. To where, and then your spot thoughts just get sped up. So what uh, meditation does for me is and i'm not always perfect with it and and um one of my mentor clients that i work with i have him doing the same thing because he's kind of in the same position as we are to where we are he gets upset or frustrated and i do the same thing i think we all do it to when you are meditating that you can't just meditate and be still right right? like you can't just like actually be meditating because your mind's still racing but i think that's the point of doing it is because it makes you aware of your mind racing and like makes you actively try to push to like slow it down. And that is the process of meditating. So it's really just becoming aware for me for five to 10 minutes every single day of my thoughts to slow them down, to realize that I do have control if I can just slow down and like become really aware of that. And it's changed the game for me in terms of, of like my anxiety and and racing thoughts and trying to control things that I can't, it's, it doesn't stop it, but it, it helps me be in control of it over the long haul. Instead of being irritated by it, I just kind of understood what it
1: is and the meditation helps slow right. it down. Right. I like that. I feel like it's definitely the relationship with your thoughts is an interesting thing. Like I was talking to one of my clients just the other day, shout out to Jody. She was talking about how she was pissed off at herself because she was around this food and she was like, tempted to eat it like she's she's shredded she's deep into like a diet phase we're almost done with it and um she it wasn't like she ever like caves in and like oh man I just binge on all this food or anything like this just she was pissed off at herself for um just like being tempted when she was surrounded by all this delicious food and I was like yo that's super normal like it'd be weird if you didn't feel like that yeah. it's kind of similarly like kind of with myself I've been like so like why do I feel so anxious right now? Like, why Why am I like this? You know, similar to what you're saying, it is a, interesting to like, just like try to accept that. And I would like, yo, it's all good. I know for me, I'm terrible at meditating, dude. Like I consider my meditation, my morning walk, and it's honestly something I should probably get back into. But for me, sometimes just telling myself, like, it's not really how I feel. It's how I act that actually matters because I'm, like constantly like pissed otherwise i'm constantly pissed off at myself or like okay why am i thinking this i'm being such a bitch right now or like you know what i mean for me just like that train of thought has been helpful but it's interesting for sure
0: yeah say that last thing one more time it's not how i feel it's how i act yeah what you said yeah that's what do you mean by that like explain that a little bit
1: honestly so like let's say i go on a check-in day and i'm like man i just don't feel like doing check-ins And then I get, I would get like, so annoyed with myself. Like, how can you not feel like doing check-ins right now? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And for me, it's like, that doesn't, it doesn't matter if I feel like doing it or like, I don't feel like training again. I'm like, how can you not feel like training? (laughs) But I feel like that's normal for everybody. So for me, just like looking at things like that has been very helpful because again, it's just, well, did I train my hardest regardless? Or did I give my clients the best service possible regardless of if I felt like doing it or not? And that's all that's like really real out there in the universe, right? That's,
0: that's interesting to me. And it, I think that is the, the key to life and the key to success. Because so many people want to act off their emotions, which leads, you're, you're not in control of your emotions. Right. So if you are always acting off of your emotions, you're not going to get anywhere. I find myself doing the same thing to where you'll just start making little excuses for this and for that. And then the procrastination st- steps in and then it's like, oh, I'll start next Monday. Oh, I'll start next week. I'll start next month. I'll start next year. And right. like, you just keep giving yourself this leeway inside of your life for the excuses that you're not accomplishing the things that you want to. But if you can just put the, the actions into place and forget about the emotions and literally just tell yourself, to, and excuse me, but stop being a little bitch. <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> I love it. so much further. I was thinking about this the other day. Whenever I go into like a squat session or a deadlift session and I've got heavy squats, I'm like, I'll get under the bar and like I'll do the first set and it was a little bit heavy and then I start doubting myself for the second set like oh was the RP a nine or was it up to a ten like and then you, when really it's probably like a seven or an eight right. Right. you're just giving yourself excuses like oh I've been working all day oh my low back feels a little bit tight because I've been sitting at my chair all day or this or that and literally like as I catch myself saying that my new habit has been stop being a little bitch <laughs> so
1: i just funny. say that's it to exactly myself
0: yeah like i'll say it to myself over and over until i piss myself off and it doesn't feel like it's me that's saying it but it's somebody else that gets you under and just gets you and just pushes you to to do whatever that thing is that has you scared in that moment
1: that is so funny I, that's i tell myself to not be a bitch all the time when i'm lifting i don't <laughs> <laughs> i remember one time i was training one of my clients in person and i was super into like when I first started training, I was very much into like I now of course I'm still into like positive self talk things like that, but it was a lot more something I talked about. I am talking to one of my clients about like, yo, we gotta like work through this like self talk, like, just being more positive. Like I want you to like start saying positive things about yourself more often, like both in here and when you're at home. And she's like, Okay, so like tell me when you're lifting, like what's going through your head? <laughs> I was like, I mean honest I'm like, okay, stop being a bitch, but <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, anyways, man, as far as the meditation thing, I, we're kind of all over the place with this. Have you ever, have you ever read the book, uh, waking up by Sam Harris? I have not,
0: but that one is on the list. I've heard really good things about it.
1: That book is crazy. At least to me, I remember, um, there was a long period of time where I was super into honestly, the last couple of years has very much been like everything I've learned has shifted so much towards business. Whereas there was. Like one of the most helpful things for me was going through a couple of years where I focused so heavily on spirituality and it was so deep into like meditation, um, anything like that, like personal development. I very much pushed hard. It was super helpful. That book was crazy to me. Um, he dives into meditation. Like, how religious are you?
0: Um, I, so I grew up LDS. We don't currently go to church a uh, whole lot, just we're in that weird phase yeah. to where you're figuring it out you know what i mean so definitely grew up um grew up religious haven't been in it as much in the past few years Mm -hmm. um my wife's still very strong in it and everything we're just figuring that out together does that make sense
1: oh absolutely absolutely i think that's where sorry to cut you off but that's where like a
0: lot of people at our age not everybody but like a lot of people are there like as i talk with people people can can relate and just being honest with it like religion's hard right you know what absolutely. i mean like figuring out there's so many questions always second guessing and just like figuring out for yourself
1: what what is true absolutely dude and that's i come from a super religious family my parents are very very religious i feel like for me i always kind of like if we're talking again about body being balanced business i always again that i think those couple of years where i dive so deeply into the being side of things were so helpful because i always just tend to shy away from that so much because like it's i very much still trying to figure that out as well and like it feels i feel like hella guilty i feel like when i like if i go too deep in the being side of things like this book waking up for example is like a guide to spirituality without religion and he's talking about it's talks a ton about meditation um and really like this idea that people don't really have like a soul so to speak it's it's super interesting again kind of going in a weird direction here but like this idea of consciousness i was like obsessed with for like right it's before crazy, the, all my, it's crazy it thing. Is, right before the yeah. business really started to grow i was like obsessed with like learning more about this because i like just needed to figure out because he talks about like he has all these arguments for why you don't really like we see ourselves as like, okay, we're a body in our brain. And then we're kind of like, but who we really are, like the essence of us is kind of like this person behind all, or this like, entity behind all that, right? This like mm-hmm. watching over like our soul, like there's more to that. But basically, I would have to reread the book, and I could explain it better. Because it's like, basically, he's saying, yeah, you're just a body and a brain. And you're, it's, i can't i can't even do it justice right now but it's a very very i would definitely read it dude. it's a very interesting very
0: have you heard of of the untethered soul yeah have you read that one good one yeah kind of similar to that in a way like that was the first book that really made me aware of even having a conscious right you know what i mean and like thinking that like the different voices inside of your head like there's a few that are in there like there's the one that's deep like way back in and then there's the one at the front of your head you know what i mean and like playing Mm -hmm. that conversation back and forth in your head all day because if you think about it like we really are conversating with ourselves between our different voices in our head all day long which is super interesting and it sounds like kind of weird but like as you sit back and you listen to these books and they how they explain it and they explain to you what you're doing inside of your head all day like they get it because you don't if you haven't had a conversation with anybody about that kind of thing before you're like whoa you know what i mean just because it is that conversation going back and forth um inside of your conscious which can get get you down a a very deep rabbit hole
1: oh no no absolutely and that's like exactly like where i was going with all this it was so interesting to me to like even like consciousness to like i i need to reread the book because i can't explain what it was that like i was like damn this just fucked me up like it was like such a mind-blowing thing to whatever. I can't, I, I can't even like, I can't uh, put into words really what it, it was about. It was just something about like that thought like really was weird to me. But anyways, man, I don't really have, I don't really have any more on that kind of just a random thought.
0: No, absolutely. One thing just to, to add to it is your conscious plays a big role in your choices, especially when it comes to nutrition, just like we were talking about. And when it comes to training, like how your friend was, or not your friend, your client um, overeating not, or want like tempted to eat more food, like mm-hmm. that's just a battle of you being aware, right? right. You right. being aware of your thoughts and what's happening and weighing out those pros and cons. But a lot of times, what all of us do is just listen to that first voice in our head that kind of tells us everything to do. So it can be super positive and super changing for you, like if you're trying to get stronger in terms of having more willpower, getting more structure in your life, creating more discipline, creating the habits that you want to build the body that you want. Like just learning a little bit more about your conscious, becoming more self-aware of yourself and your own thoughts can be a huge game changer in terms of changing your body composition, because all that comes down to is your choices and your choices stem back into your conscious, which is super interesting.
1: Oh, absolutely. dude! I can agree more. I think that one of the craziest things for me was realizing that like, just because I had a thought didn't mean it had to be real. So like, for example, again, like talking about my client, like, I think that so many people go through life. And I know this is how I was for the longest time, like, okay, I need to work out today. But fuck, I'm thinking I don't feel like working out. So damn, I'm just lazy. I'm just unmotivated. But again, like, that's only reality, if you choose to let that be reality, like, and to me, that was, again, I sound so simple talking about stuff like this (laughs) on the show, I feel like, but to me, again, that was the craziest thing. Like, Damn, I really don't feel like working. Okay, but I can literally just choose to work anyways, and that thought then therefore doesn't have like any bearing on my reality, right? And again, that shit sounds so simple, but just like you said, you can apply it to training, nutrition, anything like that. And it kind of does come back to you, it doesn't matter how you think or how you feel. It's all all that's really actually real is how you act, right? <laughs> like again, taking it to the warrior thing, which I, I know it sounds kind of harsh like when he talks like within warrior when he talks about like all that's real is results but I feel like that's so true dude like it doesn't matter like how you talk how you think like all that matters is like the real tangible results that come from something that's all that's like actually real you know what I mean
0: yeah and it all comes from either emotions or actions right right like it all I mean, comes down from to at the end of the day. yeah right right absolutely that's That's one of the biggest things that I've taken away from that, from listening to Garrett and doing what we do inside of wake up warrior is the biggest thing for me that resonates is when he says, no one's coming to save you. Oh, hundred percent. And how true that is because for all of your life, you're thinking, well, when this happens or when that happens, I'll do this or I'll do that. Like there's something coming that's going to get you out of the rut that you are in. Like it's, it's going to take this to happen and this to happen and then domino effects going to take place. But in reality, You are the only person that can do anything about your life, where you are today, where you want to be tomorrow, where you're going in the next year. It all comes down to what you are willing to put into place. And most of us think I was the exact same way. Like these chain of events had to happen from an outside source that was out of my control for me to be able to take action on this thing or to justify why I'm doing a particular whatever it may be to where it's just super powerful when you can understand no one is coming to save you and you are the only person that can truly make a difference in your own life and what anybody else thinks, what anybody else does means absolutely nothing.
1: Oh, dude, I couldn't agree more. I think that's been one of the most powerful realizations. And honestly, I feel like that's, I don't know if this is how it is for you, but that's always something like over and over. I'm realizing like, fuck, like I haven't been taking ownership of this area of my life. Like, you know, for me, for the longest time, it was like, even with my own, with my own fitness, like, I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I think I'm just like, my adrenals are smashed and maybe I have a slow metabolism. And I was like, eventually, like, this is on me. Like, I just have to do better. Or like, business is such a good example of that too. Like, I know for me, like, my content was just trash for a long time. And I was like, okay, eventually people are going to start realizing how good this is. I'm going to start attracting more clients. I just need to like, give it more time and keep doing what I'm doing where there is definitely something to be said for like that consistency side of things. But I know for me, it was like the realization, like I literally just have to be better. I have to, if I want this to happen, I mean, fuck this happens all the time. Like anytime, like business is slow, it's so easy to be like, yeah, think shit, shit will get better. Right? Like, but it's, I feel like it always comes down to like, no, if you want change, like you have to go get it. You have to, you have to make it happen. Right? Like, (laughs) even if it's like you have to go like reach out to more people you just have to make better content I feel like it always comes back to that for me anyways does that make sense
0: no absolutely and that's what I when I get on a a call with a potential client I try to make that very clear from the start because the last thing that you want from somebody is for them to think that you are their savior you know what I mean like you're coming in to fix all of their problems and the biggest thing for me when I'm Um, onboarding somebody or just having a conversation to see if we would be a good fit with one another We talk through that and like what do you have to change for you to get to where you want to be? Because I can tell you what to do Like we can lay out a blueprint that takes into all the account with your lifestyle The foods that you like to eat how many days per week you can train Um, what equipment that you have available to you? um, where your metabolism is at, at the moment, what we need to do as far as a nutritional periodization scheme over the long call to get you to where you want to be. But at the end of the day, those are all just things on a piece of paper, right? You are the person that has to go out and execute on those things. Right. So like, if you can understand that, like this all comes back to you at the end of the day, I can help you get there by laying the blueprint and helping to hold you accountable, but you have to do it. I can't get you there. You are the one. That gets there. Like even when people are so thankful at the end of we'll work together for, for 24 weeks and they'll right. make great progress and, and see, and make a huge transformation. And, and they want to thank me and tell me how I, I changed their life. <laughs> it's like, No, you did. Like, I just, told, I just gave you a blueprint to go follow, but you're the one that had to go out and put the actions into place every single day to get to where you want. I sure. I, did I help? sure, I, I told you what to do, but that's nothing compared to actually putting
1: it into play. Oh, a hundred percent. And I feel like for any coaches listening, for me, one of the most helpful things in getting clients, helping clients achieve good results has been getting super, super clear, like being very, very firm about expectations on the initial call and like going over and over again, like here's all the stuff I'm going to ask you to track. Are you willing to do this? Because if not, like I don't want to be a dick, but I don't want to work with you because you're not going to get results out of this. Like if you hop on board and you don't fill out the tracker, this is a good way for you to waste a lot of money over the next however many months and not get shit out of this. I seriously feel like I don't know if this is the case for you, but for me, I feel like I've gotten more and more like uh, again, a lot firmer about that. Like that's one of the biggest parts of like the initial call that I do with clients now, just like, are you willing to do this? Yes or no? Because again, if not, we're not a good fit. But I also like the more I do that, people just come on and like, if we're talking about like, do you get a lot of questions about like, yo, how do you get your clients to fill out your tracker?
0: Um, a little bit. Yeah. I don't get it. Honestly, I don't get a ton of, of questions on that, but like my tracker is set up in a little bit of a different way. Like it's all the weigh-ins for the week. I, and I have their food logs. So like I'll check. Yeah. I track their food logs on the back. I know you probably have your tracker set up to where like do they fill out everything every mm-hmm. single week or like every day for like right. everything that they're doing on the daily.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So okay. yours, is a, yeah, yours
0: is a little bit more extensive as far as like the tracking goes. Most of mine with that is done on Sundays, like on the actual check-in day in the, okay.
1: the questionnaire. Okay. But I mean, regardless, I feel like, and I'm sure you would agree, like setting those expectations. And I don't want to say like being a hard ass, but like very much like being more firm about that on the initial call. Like this is exactly what you have to do to get results out of this. If You follow through this, you will get good results. But if you don't, again, you're going to pay me a good amount of money for the next three months and you won't get anything out of this because I won't have any of your data. I won't be able to help you. And I feel like that truly is one of the most helpful things that I've done as far as like helping clients get the outcomes that they want.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And a a big thing for me with that, um, for coaches that are listening to this too, like when you, it's not everybody gets to be like this at first, if, if you're a newer coach, but as you've gotten more established and, and you've got a business that produces a good income to where you're not worried about like the month to month grind Mm -hmm. of like having Mm -hmm. enough to pay your bills, you get into a point of leverage when you don't need clients anymore more right. Right? right when you're when you're service and I don't mean that in a rude way but I just mean like it's not you pay your bills or not if you get this next client right. or yourself that's exactly. where you come across needy you have any oh you're not willing to track macros oh um, you you don't like to go to the gym oh you don't like this yeah we can make it work like that's just bring you on board <laughs> like that's how you kind of right. are in the first oh, yeah. it's like, there. anything and everything like i'll I'll let you on board but the longer that you go and you can start to try to find the right people for your program by being more stern on those calls to realize like this whole deal, I don't necessarily need you. I'd be happy to work with you, but this is more like you need this. And I don't mean this in a rude way. You need this for yourself more than I need you on board. And it puts you in a place of leverage to get people to actually follow through with what needs to be done to get them to where they need to be. Because again, you're not telling them that, Oh, this is going to be the easiest process in the world. Like just sign up and I'll get you the results that you want. And then, Three months down the road, they look the exact same. Haven't made any changes, no habit changes, and, and they just basically blew their money on nothing.
1: Right, right, exactly. Uh, I feel like it is. It is definitely too. Like I for sure been there where you're talking about, where it's like, okay, fuck. Exactly. So, okay, if I don't, if I this person doesn't sign up, I have no idea how I'm going to pay my rent this much a month, which also wasn't a fun place to be in. But I think more and more, I think that like if I look back on it. I don't know if I would have, I, this is still the advice I would give to like somebody that's just like trying to like get their first couple of clients. Because again, like the people you bring on, like no matter what, if you're setting expectations, like this is going to be hell easy. Oh yeah, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. You don't have to work out. You don't have to track food. The clients aren't going to get like the outcomes that they want anyways. Right. So I don't, I feel like regardless, it is a very important to like, I think that the better you can be about setting very firm expectations right from the start the more successful the client will be does that make sense
0: no it makes yeah 100 100 percent sense man and i fell victim to that for the first couple of years honestly that i was coaching every time you get on a a call with somebody it it was about like just trying to get them into your your service so that you could feel better about yourself about having a particular number of clients in your program like to almost to reaffirm to yourself that you were being quote unquote successful right you know i mean which is super
1: interesting right it is it is weird how all that works and it's weird how like when you do the opposite how it kind of like keeps building on itself too like when you do that like
0: and faster
1: exactly it's honestly it's super weird how all that works but anyways taking it back to the warrior thing anything else you feel like has been like a very big takeaway for for you from like what we've been doing
0: More than anything for me, man, it's, it's been about the, um, just getting into the structure of a daily routine and doing things each day that are like little deposits towards the long-term outcomes for my body being balanced and business. Cause I think for so long, I was so focused on the business and the, um, and the body that I forgot completely about the being and the balance i wasn't good with myself mentally and i wasn't good with myself um, in my relationships i was suffering with my wife um i was my anxiety was crazy but just as i started every single day putting things in place with journaling with meditating with showing appreciation towards my wife uh, with taking my wife out on dates with having dates set to go out with my daughter so that i'm taking specific times just to be so present with them and to be present with myself has actually since i started doing those things My business has skyrocketed because I started taking care of the other aspects of myself as well. Like I've heard Cody talk a a lot about before, like being the one one one-dimensional douchebag. Like you've got a really (laughs) good body, but like your business sucks, your balance sucks, your relationships suck, your mindset sucks. Or you're really really rich, you do really good at business, but then again, everything else is down the drain your relationships suck. You're you're not healthy, anything like that. So, just putting a little bit into each bucket, each category, every single day has
1: been extremely life changing. No, oh, I couldn't agree more, man. Um, sorry you're breaking up on me there. Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, I know. Okay, okay, okay. Forever, you yeah. good now. Anyways, now I'm okay. okay. Okay, I think we're good. Um. Anyways, no, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more to I feel like for me personally, again, like I always push back against the being and the balance side of things. Whereas like business and body comes so much more naturally, especially the being side of things. I've really noticed. And I feel like, like, uh, the, the, be a man challenge specifically, I've had a lot of realizations Whereas I feel like normally when I'll go through like a personal development, so like I'll read a book or I'll do like a Tony Robbins course, you like have these realizations that like feel really good, right? It's like, oh, that's so cool that I like realized that about myself. Whereas like I've had a lot of realizations here where it's like, fuck, like that's very true, but that doesn't necessarily feel good. Like one of the biggest things for me was, um, and I talked about this on our mentorship call too, like they always say over and over like, you're fucking lying, you're fucking lying, you're lying. Mm-hmm. And I for the longest time was like, What what does that mean? You know, like I'm not lying about anything. I'm not lying to people. And then he talked about um lies of omission versus lies of commission, right? So lies of commission is commission? Commission. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but we're gonna roll with it. Commission, I think. Commission, okay, okay. I, think. I might be wrong <laughs> <Yeah. out> too. <laughs> so lies of commission is like you're straight up lying to somebody. I was like, I'm not doing that. But then this idea that like the lies of omission, like if you're not telling people around you how you're feeling or how you truly feel, you're lying. And like, for me, that was such a, like, I know even like on social media, I was always trying to figure out like, okay, how do I need to, and I love like diving into copy and things like that too. So it's kind of a hard thing to balance, but like, okay, who do I need to be to like get the most followers, get people most interested in my coaching service. But the, If I'm doing that, I'm lying. Now, I don't think that, like, I'm not at all saying, like, disregard copyright or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not, if I'm, like, if I'm trying to be, like, be like you or if I'm trying to be, like, Cody or anything like that, I'm lying. Or, like, very much in my relationship with Katie, like, one of my biggest things is always, like, I always fall into trying to be impressive to people. Um, And so for her... Like I was very much like, and this is how I, it's always something I have to fight in my relationship, like calculating, okay, like how do I need to act so like she'll like me the most, right? So like if something's bothering me, I'm not going to tell her. Or unless like I feel, unless, and honestly like that shit, it would just be like, okay, this is, because I didn't tell her, this is just festering more and more and more and becoming a bigger and bigger thing. Um, so, honestly, like, that's led to us having a lot more hard conversations the last month, I would say, for sure. Because now I very much feel like, okay, if this is how I'm feeling, like, I absolutely don't want to tell her that I'm pissed off at her for this right now. Like, in the past, it was just like, whatever, I'll just deal with it. I'll go do a stack on it, anything like that. But now it's I've been looking at it like, okay, I'm lying to her if I don't tell her how, I'm, like, if I don't tell her this, then, like, it, it's been a very interesting, like, Train of thought. It's been super good for our relationship. But again, we've had a lot more like hard conversations. Um, but yeah, I think that's for me personally, that's been the thing that stands out the most. S- super interesting stuff.
0: Yeah. It all comes down to authenticity. And that I know you've got a heart out here in just one second, so we can finish here too. But that's I something agree. that but that's um I've been like super conscious of lately, and and what I'm going to start trying to portray a lot more of my. Content right. is more authenticity. Do you know what I mean? Like the more authentic that you can be, and like comfortable with that with yourself, the more followers that you're actually going to attract. The more clients you're going to attract. The better relationships that you're going to have because you're being honest with them and with yourself. To where which is going to create a better sense of fulfillment for you at the end of the day to show up as a better person for those people.
1: Dude, which 100%. is interesting. And it is. I feel like it's honestly like it's easy to look at it too as like the good things that will come out of it. But for me, like he was talking about, like, if you have like this group of people that you act this way around, this group of people that you act this way around, then you're lying. And I was like, for me, like, that's like, like my parents, again, I don't want to disappoint them. So like, but like I called them and like, again, they're super religious. I called them. I was told them I was moving in with Katie and it's like, or like, even like, yeah. <laughs> don't swear. In my, I didn't like swear in my content or like on the podcast. Cause I didn't want my mom to hear it. But again, it's like, if I'm doing that, then I'm lying. Yeah. So I feel like for, again, it's been like all these, like, it doesn't, but I'm not being authentic if I'm not putting it out there, you know, and I don't want to have to like, be like, like, okay, I go home and this is how I act or like around these people. This is how I act. Like, you know what I mean?
0: 100%. I, I struggle with the same thing, man. Like even when you brought up that um, religion question, I'm like, Oh my, in-laws are super religious. My family's super religious. I'm in a super religious place. Like, uh, but right. like I struggle with it a little bit. So like you stutter because you you're not, oh, like, sure. I find myself you doing all the same podcasts. podcasts you know, right. like yeah, all the time. Like you're just it's hard to be true to yourself all the mm-hmm. time. But I think the more that you practice it, the more that you can become comfortable with being it. The better fulfilled you're going to be as a person. The right people you're going to attract into your life, and just the more successful. And fulfilled, you're going to be overall in
1: your life. 100%. And honestly, dude, to end it on a positive note, and then I do have the dip here for this call. But working through, like, did you do the part where you walk around with your bag of rocks, the bag full of lies?
0: That's my next one.
1: Okay. Super helpful. That's so, where like, I'm at.
0: you've gotten I, quite a bit further. Than, you've been going at it pretty hard the last
1: while, haven't you? Yeah. I've been kind of slowed down on the fact map. But um, for anyway, me, sorry. like, that part was super helpful because like I worked through all this, like I'm lying about this, I'm lying about this, I'm lying about this. And then eventually it came back to like, okay, well, why am I lying about this? Because my story in my head is that I'm not enough. Like I'm not good enough as I am. But again, like you talked about, I've seen this, like your relationships are better. Business is better. Everything is like, it's so weird. We like tell ourselves over and over and over, like, I'm just not good enough so i have to be something else i have to be more like this person whereas like when you are authentically yourself that's always like people are people want to follow you people are like it's so weird like how twisted how like completely ass backwards that is because again i don't know if that's the case for you it's very much like it sounds like it's the case for you too like anytime you are truly authentically yourself that's when things go the best again like you build best business you build the best relationships um. So, anyways, that was like kind of my realization from that. But been super interesting for sure, dude.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. I think that's a, a helpful uh, conversation for anybody listening. This that's that's still listening at the end. We appreciate you. I think that one big <laughs> um, takeaway f- from this is to set yourself some ninety-day outcomes. Be Absolutely. honest with them in your being, your balance, your business, your relationships, or your being balanced business and body. Excuse me. Um, and just set them that are a little bit uncomfortable, set some measurable trackers to get there. And I think you will be super surprised where you can end up by the end of it. And again, if you guys have any questions with absolutely anything regarding any of that, or like you're not quite sure how to do it, reach out to Jeremiah or reach out to myself and we're happy to
1: answer questions and, uh, and help you out. Always, dude, I appreciate you. This has been super fun.
0: Absolutely, man. I'll talk to you soon.